What's up, guys, and thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Mindset Podcast. Today, we are joined by Tina Giacomino. She is the Administrative Director for Baptist Home Care and has a history of working in the hospital and healthcare industry as a registered nurse, as well as within a leadership capacity. She is not only known for her clinical best practices, but also for her strategic planning and team building. You will not want to miss out on what Tina has to say. Stay tuned. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Mindset Podcast. Today, we are joined by Tina Jacomino. She is the Administrative Director for Baptist Home Care. Tina has a history of working in the hospital and healthcare industry as a registered nurse, as well as within a leadership capacity. She is also known for her clinical best practices, but also for her strategic planning and team building. Tina, I'm so excited to have you on. I know you've been supporting us from the very beginning when we started back in January. You've been supporting us, showing us love, and, and we're so appreciative of that. I know I've known you since I was in like sixth, seventh grade, uh, and you've been supporting me all this time, so I appreciate it. Welcome to the show. Thank you, and thank you for having me. I'm a huge fan. You're your number one podcast fan and number one fan of the <laughs> Valenzuela family, and That's obviously right. of now Gabe. <laughs> I appreciate That's it. I appreciate right. it. I'm, I'm kind of like the the attached family of Anthony. So we're all, we're all in this absolutely. together. My inherited new adopted son. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thanks mom. <laughs> um, before we get started, you know, we have a couple, uh, a couple warm up questions just so our audience can kind of get to know you. Um, so our first one is, this is one that Anthony and I love to ask because this is something we have so many favorite quotes, right? And we wanted to ask you, what is your favorite quote? Awesome. I love that question. And I like to put always quotes when I send my emails out to my staff. So I love that question. Um, my favorite quote is from Maya Angelou. And it's, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Wow. Mm. That's yeah. so true. That is right? so true. Because over the years, people forget things, right? Well, every conversation, you can't remember it. But you right, always, you can't. It's impossible. You always remember how they made you feel. That's what leaves a legacy. That's powerful. Absolutely. That's powerful. Love, Maya Angelou has a ton of great quotes. She does. She does. She, <laughs> I mean, the list goes on and on. And I actually had to figure out which one I really wanted to use. But that's really the one that, that resonates with me the most. Right. And, and to that point, I know we follow you on Instagram. And I've known you for some time. And you're, you're always known as that, the person that sees a, the positive in every negative situation. I know you post a lot of motivational and inspiring quotes on your Instagram. Uh, yes. You know, Alec has shared with me in the past that you're a very inspirational, very positive, up, upbeat person, which is great. I'm wondering, what's the best advice you have ever received? So the best advice I ever received actually was from a college professor at the University of Miami when I failed a class by a half of a point. Oh, and man. If you know anything about um, nursing classes, you know that anything other than a B is failing. So it's really, really, really hard. And when you fail something by a half of a point, it's like, forget it. Your world has come to a shattering end. And she told me, failure doesn't define you. It only gives you the will to do better. Mm. And, you know, when she said that to me, I thought, you know, she's right. Um, I mean, although in the moment you're just so upset and you want to like just scream and, and, you know, you feel like your life's about to end, you think to yourself, this must have happened to me for a reason. I mean, to fail something by, by the skin of your teeth, you have to say, well, what could I have done better? I know I can do this. And it gives you that fire, that will to really like strive for it and, and get there. Like, you know, you can do it. You've come this far. Let's go like dust yourself off, get up and, and do it again. 
Mm. So thank you, Dr. Brown. <laughs> you know, it's interesting you say that because I've found, um, and it's funny, we talked about it in one of our last episodes that some of the teachers that I've had in the past, some of the ones that I've hated the most in elementary, middle school, they've, they've been the ones that they've taught me the most, right? And they molded you. They molded you. And, and I'm sure, I mean, to your point, I've, you know, the, the, those exams, those tests, those projects that I might have not have done as well in, those were definitely the, the moments that I'll always remember because that's what kind of builds the character, right? That, that molds you into a better. You got it. So that's awesome. You got it. Tina, you yes. have a very colorful resume, especially now with uh, Baptist Health and, you know, what you're doing with the home care. And when we were on the phone, I felt like you were like, you know, part of the Tesla team or something or like SpaceX with all the technology going on. And just, just walk our, walk our, uh, our listeners in you know the the path that really got to where you are today how did you get to tina um hakomino and in today's day okay well i mean since i was a little girl i i'm born to a middle class cuban american family um with a strong worth work ethic and you know a lot of family values but my parents always instilled in me a great um work ethic you know you need to get out there you need to always do your best and since I was 14 years old, I've, I've been working, you know, it's always been something I've done. I've gone to school, worked, um, but I really didn't know what I wanted to be. Like I'm sure many young kids, I know my own children, I still ask them, you know, what they still really don't have that niche. They're not really sure what it is they want to study, what their profession is. And I was exactly the same way. So although I was, um, pretty much in the professional setting from a young age, because I've always worked in, in psychology, I worked in insurance and I had good positions. I didn't really feel that fulfillment and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And it was really until I had my first son, Alec, um, and I was in the hospital giving birth that it was my first experience with nursing because you know I've had a healthy life my whole life. And at that particular time, I had, the the two um extremes i had this nurse ratchet which you've heard of right nurse ratchet is that nurse that is horrible she yes. makes you want to hurt yourself okay she's just terrible yes. Yes. and then i had this angel like this Whoa, you know <laughs> angel come in with these wings and she made me feel so good and so um well taken care of and just confident and comfortable i mean goes back to that maya angelo com um quote you know it's how she made me feel and you know, it's a scary time for, for anybody. Um, I'm sure you can ask your moms. And that's when I said, you know what? This is what I wanna do. I wanna be a nurse. I wanna make, when someone comes into the hospital or just sick, and if they come in, I wanna be that person that can help them to feel better. And you know, there's a lot of power in the mind and in how you treat people. And sometimes even the sickest individual, the one that's even terminal, if you make them feel valued and respected um, and you really just give them that attention, that changes everything. And you know, it's the power of the mind, right? Um, you, you could live well longer than even what doctors have claimed um, when you have that will, that will to continue. When you say, you know, I'm gonna be positive, I'm gonna comply with my medication, I'm gonna do the right things because you know, overall, I think our power is, our, our mind is more powerful than, than even our, our physical being. Mm -hmm. So anyhow, that led me into nursing. And then um, as I started nursing school, I started as an ER nurse, um, which I loved. But I always knew that I had like a, a more of a leadership 
you know, behind me. I didn't want to be so much of a bedside nurse. I wanted to go further because I think as a bedside nurse, we help patients, we help individuals, but it's um, at a smaller scale, right? Or one person at a time as you treat them. In leadership, I feel like that's when we can mold an entire team and we can teach our leadership style and our, um, you know, just our, our mindset on how we want to treat others, how we want our career path to go and how we want those folks to advance, you know, um, how we want our, our profession to, to kind of escalate into something more powerful. And so that's what I always wanted to do. I became a nurse manager from there. I became the director of nursing um, for a home care agency. And then I, that led me to my current role for the last seven years as the administrator of Baptist Home Care. And there I have a group of about 69 employees. Um, it's, it's gone very, very well for me and for my team, you know, mostly because um, I think I have a lot of interpersonal relationships with my team and because I feel like I am one of them. I'm not their boss. I'm up here, if anything. I'm there. I'm a nurse just like they are. I've walked their shoes. And so I know firsthand what they go through on a daily basis. I know how important their job is. Um, I know what their needs are and their wants. And, and that's just, that's it. <laughs> Did, did it take you, I'm curious to know, did it take you a long time to adjust to that leadership position from going to just being a nurse and, you know, field work to now being an administrator? Did, how long did that take you to adjust or was it like second nature to you? To me, for me, it was like second nature. And I think that always because in everything I've done, you know, in all of us, as, as you're a child, you, you can tell when a child is a leader or a follower. Not that there's anything wrong with followers. We all need those, right? right. Um, right. But I've always felt uh, very comfortable, very comfortable. In, it yeah, in it's in my blood. And I love to teach and I love to share that knowledge with each other. I don't feel like it, when you're in leadership, you need to be able to bring your team with you, right? Mm -hmm. We're all going to get there together. I'm not getting on top and well, like smushing people down. No, no, no. We're going to go up there together mm -hmm. because if we don't do it together, we're nothing. Right. You know? It falls apart. It falls apart. Right. right. It takes a village. Yeah, <laughs> I love that you mentioned that because I feel like some of the best leaders and I mentioned this, I don't know how many times, but some of the best leaders are the ones that lead by example. Right. And with your career and how it went and you being a nurse and walking in those shoes, like you mentioned, you're able to relate to your team. You're able to relate to your nurses because a lot of people, we see it all the time, Anthony and I, we see it all the time in our friends that they want to take these big leadership positions, but they want to go from intern to CEO. Right. Or they don't want to, they don't want to walk the walk to like, you know, get, get the steps and, and really, you know, be in the fire for a little bit to really learn and, and mold that character. Like we were talking about earlier. And I think you're the mm -hmm. perfect example of a leader that really, you know, walks the talk and also leads by example, because you, you've been there, you know, those, those new nurses. I have a lot of friends of mine that are in nursing school now um, that have graduated and I, I see it firsthand. Some of them are, it's, it's a, it's a hard profession. It's not easy at all you know, and right. especially you being in those, in those footsteps, you can really teach them and relate to them. And I think being relatable is such a good characteristic, such an important characteristic to have as a leader. It yeah. is. And, and, you know, you, you earn the respect from your team. 
Um, you, you can't be in a leadership role and, and just give commands or tell people what to do when you haven't done it. Because whether they say it or not, in the back of their mind, they're thinking, she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's never done this. Yeah. You know, no matter, no matter how respectful you are, if you haven't been there, it's hard for someone to take you serious. You know, and you really need to be able to do that. And I, and I believe you're doing yourself a disservice if you want to go from, you know, the, the, the burger uh, flipper at McDonald's to being the CEO of Latin right. America for McDonald's. Like, you can't do that. Right. You, you, ha you have to go through it because you need to relate with every single level that you have within your company so mm -hmm. that you can earn. And, and also so that the people that work for you can say, you know what? I can be that person. I can be just like her. I can be the administrator. I can be the VP right. um, because she was once the person at the, at the entry level and, and look, she's worked towards it. And these are the things that she's learned and developed and you can get there. So, I mean, I know for me, I'm nowhere near the end of my rope. I mean, I want to continue to grow and, and, and be even more. Maybe the next time I get invited to your podcast, I'll tell you, Hey, I'm the new VP. I don't there know. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Speak it into existence. This is where it's at on the record. That's right. Record. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. <laughs> and, and Tina, I just wanted to note how I, I loved when you were sharing your story, how genuine you found your passion to be yeah. a nurse, right? Like you yes. had no idea. It was not in the plans. We were just trying to get a baby out of you and you found your passion. <laughs> Alec came out and a new career was born at the same time. And I think that's so genuine because it's not like you grew up wanting to be where you are today. You kind of just found it along the way. But right. so genuine and so real. And, you know, I think it's important to share with your listeners because, again, I know that you, um, you know, you're reaching out to a, a younger uh, crowd of, of folks that I'm sure there's people that listen to you guys. You're, you're someone that, that's very admirable. I mean, the things that you do um, is, is to be, you know, respected. Um, but there's a lot of people that, that haven't found that purpose yet. And it's right. okay. You know, we're here to tell you it's okay. You don't have to be 19 and know that you want to be a doctor or that you want to be an attorney. You know, you might be 26, you know, when you decided that that's really what you wanted to do. Um, doesn't mean that you're not doing anything in, in the interim. I mean, yeah, you're going, you're taking your prerequisites at college, you're working towards your AA. We all need English and math and, you know, humanities and speech. Yeah. We all need to do it. So you've got a good two years before you can, say all right guys now I really need to figure this out mm -hmm. um, and there's nothing better than like doing an internship or something of that nature so that you can put yourself in that type of profession and say yeah this is definitely it or maybe you decide oh god I always thought I wanted to do this and, and I really don't like it it's not mm -hmm. for me you have to be happy right and I think that's another important thing if you're not happy with what you do people know it mm -hmm. people know it you know, you got to, when you have a smile on your face, you immediately put a smile on, you know, you put that smile on that other person's face. If, if I'm doing this interview with you guys and you're looking at my face and I'm like all somber and it's going to transcend into you and you're going to be like, okay, let's, let's cut this, you know, right. quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I feel like it also comes back to self-awareness, right? Like you mentioned, a lot of our, our audience, they might be 18, 19, 20. And they might think, oh, this is what I want to be. But then they're so, I guess, you know, they have that tunnel vision of, okay, this is what I'm going to be for the rest of my life, that they're not self-aware to really say, to take a step back and say, okay, this might not be for me. This is, I think, what I want to do. You know, I think uh, Anthony and I were big fans of Gary Vee, and he preaches this all the time about self-awareness, being self-aware, and just, you know, even, you know, like you said, you were 26 when that really, that, you know, your purpose, you know, 
was born. And, and I think people even older, 30, 35, sometimes those, that's the age that you'll, you'll really come across your purpose. Um, again, I think with, with your position at Baptist, for those listeners who are, are, you know, are pursuing a nursing career or, you know, want to even be an executive one day, what is it like to be an administrator at Baptist Hospital? Okay, well, first of all, um, I have to say that I drank the pineapple juice when I came to, to Baptist. Okay, that's, that's a term that we use a lot because people who work at Baptist really love it. I mean, I don't know how many people you've come across in your, in your lives. There, there's 29,000 of us, so I'm sure you know quite a bit. Um, but I'm going to tell you that being an executive at Baptist is such a rewarding position in the sense that it's a very diverse, it's an inclusive health system that it just, um, it's a faith-based culture that brings upon respect and compassion. They're always looking to their employees. They're always, it's a not-for-profit organization. So basically what that means is anything that is a, a, a profit to them goes right back into their people. Who are their people? Their employees. Um, so they're always looking at offering courses, leadership, um, leadership seminars, uh, even though you're already at a leadership role, they're trying to mold you to get even higher up. For those people who are staff level, there's always opportunities. You can come in as a floor nurse, and if your passion is really to get into, a, let's say, the, the director of quality performance, you can get there. You know, there's courses that you can take. We have something called BHU, which is Baptist Health University. And if you're an employee of Baptist, you have this free online like courses, if you will, and you can take oh, wow. as many classes as you want. Um, you know, even on your on your on the side, it's not that anybody's telling you you have to you know you have to do this for your job. No, you can look in and say, hey, this really interests me. I'd like to learn about this, mm -hmm. and um, you know you can get continuing education um, credits for it. Um, but but ultimately, it's just really about the respect that everyone has for one another you know I know that that my own boss uh, she's an AVP and she's very very um, inclusive of my ideas she's always you know trying to get me to she, she just wants to listen to my opinion and she really values it and I think that that's super important um, absolutely I think I think to your point the environment that you work in is so important whether you succeed or you fail right so that's good to know that Baptist has a very uh, outgoing and, and respective environment that's great um, I, I was wondering what, what kind of struggles do you face uh, maybe on a day-to-day -day basis or at all as an executive? So some of the struggles would probably be, um, you know, not being able to do something as quickly as we want to do it. Sometimes that's, that's perceived in a, in a positive way and sometimes in a negative way. I say positive because sometimes it's better not to make a hasty decision, right? Sometimes the more we think things through, we realize, oh, maybe that wasn't the best approach. We need to do this. But sometimes it's bad in the sense that there's so many levels, right? There's risk management and there's legal and there's finance and there's... Yeah. So the bigger the company, the more hoops that you have to go through. And sometimes we, we, you know, we just need to get this done. And, and it takes a little bit of time. So that to me can be challenging, right. but I understand it. Right, right. Yeah. Christina, I cannot relate to you better than that. You know, at Miami-Dade College, you know, it's a huge you know, uh, college and it has all, and now that I'm, that I'm kind of in the mix of things as far as when we want to have an event, for example, the example I can give you is we're trying to have a drive-in movie theater, which I, I've talked to Gabe about a few times. Yeah. You cannot believe how many people oh. have 
sign off on that event, public safety, you know, the school, the president, the provost. I mean, I understand it. Like you said, to your point, I right. understand the precautions that are, are being had that have to be had, but it's just so many steps and so long to have one event. Right. And that's what it is. It's the timing, right? If everybody yeah. needed to sign off, but it could happen like, tick, 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 you know, right. within an hour's time, then you'd say, great. <laughs> but when it takes sometimes months, you're like, Oh, the thought that I had in June is not feasible in December. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tina, being being an executive like you are, and it's, again, with the struggles and some of the successes, obviously with every career comes highs and lows. Um, but what is like some practical advice you would give for someone, maybe it's their first day as an administrator or even a nurse, people like you're uh, on your team. What, what advice have you given to some of your nurses or would you give yourself even if you had to start all over? Um, so I would say always do your research, right? Like know where, where you're, what you're getting into, what company you're getting into. If you're going to start um, at a new company, you know, you want to know that it's, it's something that's established that has a, a good like financial backing that you've done um, your homework in, in sense, you know, you, you think that your core values and the core values of the company you're going to work for are aligned. Okay. Because if it's not, that already doesn't work. Okay. Um, and the other thing that I guess I would say is, um, listen, you know, we have two of these and one of these. So listen more than you speak. Um, you learn so many valuable things that way. Um, and I've had to learn that through the years because sometimes, you know, we have, Oh, I have so much great information. I'm going to keep talking. I'm going to keep talking. And you're talking so much. You're missing out on what you could learn from those around you. Um, and, and there's just so many wonderful things to learn. I, I think, you know, there's something we say in nursing that when you meet a nurse that thinks she knows everything, stay away from her. Mm -hmm. Because every day there's something new to be learned. And right. every day there's a, new, um, there's a new medicine, right? There's a new medication, there's a new disease, there's, there's COVID, right? <laughs> so if you, if you are in, in the medical profession and you say, ah, I know it all. I'm an expert. You have to say, mm, are you really? Because, you know, today something new came out. Right. So I guess my, my number one thing would be just listen. And that's the best advice that I can give you in everything, in your relationship, in yeah. your work, in your family, with your friends. Nobody wants that friend that always is chirp, 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 right. chirp. And when you leave that outing, you're like, you know, I didn't share anything about me. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I think that the best leaders today are students first, the ones right. that are constantly learning. And to your point, in any profession, business, uh, nursing, teacher, anything, science, you, you name it, as long as you're always learning, you're in good shape. But now to switch over topics a little bit, just a bit, uh, okay. the hot topic of the day, COVID-19. And since we have a lot of uh, young listeners on our podcast that listen to us, I'm wondering from your expertise and your knowledge, what can young people do right now to flatten the curve and help out a little bit? Well, I'm going to tell you something, and I don't know exactly when this will be aired, but we have a holiday weekend coming up, right? It's Labor Day weekend. And unfortunately, we've seen it too many times. Fourth of July weekend, Memorial weekend, whenever, um, what I can tell you, number one, is don't think that you're immune to this. COVID is not um, specific on who it infects. Just because you're healthy, and I'm not doing this as a scare tactic at all, because I don't believe in that. And I think that the media is doing a great job with getting everybody in a panic. And the mental health issues that are out there are ridiculous right now because yes. people are so scared. And I don't want to scare anybody. I think what's important is to give 
um, very clear and upfront information. So let's stick to the basics. Avoid large events, okay? Keep things to small groups. Um, if you're sick, don't leave your house. And what I mean by that is if you wake up with a sore throat, maybe a low-grade fever, you have a headache, already you should probably stay back. Stay home, give it a couple days. Make sure, because you don't know if it's an infection that you've already started that's gonna blow out of proportion in three or four days. So going to that barbecue with 15 of your friends and potentially infecting that whole bunch is not the wisest thing to do. So let's stay away from large groups. Um, wear your mask when you're outside. The mask is, is to protect others. You wearing a mask doesn't show that you're scared. You wearing a mask shows that you're respectful of everybody around you. My mask protects you, your mask protects me, okay? So wear your mask, wash your hands. Simple, basic, from when we were little kids, wash your hands. Your, you know, Remember, your hands don't need to be visibly dirty. They don't have to have dirt on them to be dirty. Okay, we all have all kinds of infections. This is the number one spread of diseases right here. Washing your hands is 20 seconds. For those of you who don't know, 20 seconds is happy birthday or the ABCs. Literally like happy birthday. To Next time you guys go wash your hands, I want you to count to 20 and realize, oh, I think I've been washing my hands wrong my entire life. Yeah. I know that when I've done it with my kids, are like, wow, this is a really long time. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> um, so wash your hands. Uh, when, when, you know, obviously soap and water is not available to you, walk around with little alcohol or hand sanitizer. There you go, Anthony. I love that. This episode is sponsored by Purell, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's, that's the best thing you can do, right? I mean, alone, we've been on our computers, we've grabbed our phone. By the way, this is a cesspool of, uh, of germs, right? Because this goes everywhere. Yeah. Um, so clean your cell phones, please. Um, but that, that, those would be like my number three, right? So social distancing, try and keep it to small groups, stay at least six feet away, wear your mask when you're out in public. Um, if you're gonna have a get together with your friends, keep it small, you know, under 10, 10 people. I mean, if it's 12, no, the police isn't going to come out and get you. But know that everybody that's there has been taking care of themselves, that nobody's sick. You know, it's, 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 a, it's our public service to one another, right? We want this thing to be over already. We've been in this for months. And I don't know about you, but I'm going stir crazy with my surroundings already. <laughs> um, I'm trying to put new things in my house to see if the view looks a little different. Yeah. But you know, it's what we have to do. It's what we have to do so that we can get back to it. Will we ever get back to what we were before? No, I don't think so. But it's, it's a new level of, of understanding that this can get out of control. And unfortunately, we've witnessed it firsthand. So I'm hoping that with this holiday that's coming up, people still remember that not too long ago, we were in a really bad spot. And now that the um, RT value is under one, we're actually Florida's at a 0.7. And what that means is the rate of transmission. So when it's above one, it means that for every one person that has COVID, it multiplies that much quicker. So the goal is to keep it under one. So we're right now at a 0.7. That's great. That's great news, but let's keep it there. You know, let's not go backwards. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, I think, I think one good thing that's going to come out of this is that everyone's going to be cleaner. Because let me tell you, I have seen, you won't believe the things that I've seen before COVID. I mean, I would be in a bathroom, in a men's room, and people would come from the stall and go back to, to their table and, and, eat, and eat their dinner, yep. right? I've seen yep. it so many times. And now, more than ever, people that I've, I've seen watch that do that for years, 
they're they're washing their hands more than ever you know you got so it. i think anthony and i always like to say to find the positive out of the negative obviously this is you know an unprecedented time that we've all been going through this is not like a hurricane that we're suffering here in miami and and our buddies over at texas are completely okay like this is literally global that we're going through and it's something that i think will obviously you know impact our generation um the way that you know maybe your generation was impacted by 9-11 or the 08 financial crisis this is very this is very much going to change a lot of people's lives um but i also believe that it's going to change for the better you know i don't think yes. we're ever going to go back to to our normal standards quote unquote you know and and it's really it's crazy because with the power of technology especially i was sharing with anthony a, yeah. a couple of days ago that there was supposed to be a conference held I believe in June or July um, that had to be rescheduled obviously due to COVID. And I think the arena that was supposed to be um, holding this, you know, hosting this event, I think was max 10,000 people. And because of COVID, they, they were scrambling. They didn't know what to do. They were actually able to host, I believe more than 50,000 people online on a webinar software um, because, you know, of COVID, because we're all in our, in the comfort right. of our own homes. And I've, I really believe that this is going to change, um, you know, our society. Obviously things have, you know, people might've lost their lives. People are sick. Obviously, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I don't want to be insensitive to those people, no. but for everyone listening, please take, um, Tina's advice as, as far as social distancing, especially, um, you know, with this, with this Labor Day coming up and, just be as, as cautious as you can, washing your hands and taking as much caution as possible. So thank you, Tina. No, thank you guys. And you're, you're right, you know, Gabe, I, I've, I've said that as well. I said, we've never lived in a cleaner world than we yeah. do right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, my own home, I disinfect it constantly. And, um, you know, that's a good thing, right? Because now flu season's about to start, which mm -hmm. ha, now we have to worry about that monster. And flu season is, is bad. I mean, every year, hundreds of thousands of people get sick. The difference is, and I know people like to, you know, um, make, make um, I'm sorry, people like to compare the two. But the reality is, is that for the flu, you have a vaccine, which we don't have that for COVID. Right, um, right. But because people have been more confined to their homes and they've not been exposed as much, because you know people are, are, you know, for the most part trying to stay home and because of the disinfecting that we're talking about, I don't think this flu season should be as bad. Now it shouldn't stop you from going to get your flu vaccine. Please do that. <laughs> public service announcement number two public service announcement there we go um and tina before we before we let you go i know you mentioned earlier and we agreed too that you're just getting started as far as your career you have so much more potential to go and grow and next time we're going to have you on the podcast you're going to be the vp uh i know that's that's going to happen uh what's next for you maybe next couple of years if you can give us an insight of what's your future plans so i'm really passionate about telehealth and that's something that I really like. Telehealth is anything to do with remote patient monitoring. COVID has uh, brought that to the forefront of many people. I've been doing it for the last seven, eight years, um, but many people didn't even know what it was about or they really didn't think it was valuable. Um, and now even with the elderly population, uh, we weren't able to bring them into the doctor's offices because 
because either they had COVID or for scare that they would potentially contract the disease. So we've been doing virtual visits, much like what we're doing right now on this podcast. You know, the doctor stands in front of, of the patient. Um, there's a lot of equipment out there that you can send to a patient's home and the doctor can read EKGs, temperatures, look in the ear, oh, look wow. in the throat has something care on demand which is an app you guys are available it's on everybody's phone you just go to care on demand on your app store and it is it's great for college kids it's a virtual doctor's visit from your dorm room and um, right now if you put in uh, COVID uh, care 19 it's a free visit they don't even charge you for it and um, you know if you have pink eye or a UTI or some sort of rash on your skin where the, you know, the doctor can see it up to the camera, they can prescribe, send medication. So all that has to do with kind of that telehealth hub and just monitoring patients remotely. And I just think that's the wave of the future. So, um, you know, currently involved in, in committees of that. I, I mentioned to you guys when we spoke a few days ago about the Massimo system where we're sending COVID patients home on um, a monitor that's disposable and portable. It's a bracelet that it's a pulse oximeter on their finger to measure their oxygen saturation. Mm -hmm. And it does their pulse and their respirations. And a nurse from our Baptist um, corporate office is looking at those patients and contacting them 24 seven. If anything goes wrong, if they see that they start to desaturate, you know, we make that call and that's so that they're not occupying a hospital bed because they're not that sick that they need to be inside the hospital, but they're not healthy enough to just be on their own out in the community. So it's kind of like that handholding and we're just making sure that they're fine until they're perfectly healthy when we can discharge them safely and know that they're gonna be okay. So those are all like phenomenal things that Baptist Health is doing. And um, you know, I'm a huge advocate of that. And I think that that's really the wave of the future. It's never to take away the personal touch because as humans, we need people. We can't replace everything with a machine. As much as our world is evolving and as much as technology is there, there's nothing like having a nurse or a doctor, you know, when you feel sick, come and, you know, put their hand on your shoulder or be able to at least do this. You know, if I can't touch you because it's for your health and mine, at least you need to be able to see me and we can have a conversation. Um, so I just think that, that that's that's really where my next couple of years is, is heading is to really developing that um, that platform um, with the many different branches that we have, whether it be for heart failure or whether it's something like COVID, um, you know, COPD, pneumonia, there's just so many, diabetes, mm. uh, just make this a better place, you know, make people more conscientious. I think we live in a world where people really want to be more healthy now right yeah. everyone's yeah. really into the whole kick of eating better and working out um mm -hmm. and you see people from 70 years old to you know 14 year olds and everybody's doing crossfit and mm -hmm. i think it's just great it's great you know we want to live yeah. to we're 100 and something years old but we want to live with a good quality of life you know okay. and, and and to do that there needs to be a lot of um a lot goes into that it's not mm -hmm. just well, I, I hope I live to be a hundred. Well, what good is that if you know you don't have your health, <laughs> yeah. right? That's number one. You gotta enjoy it. Enjoy every second of it. Absolutely. Tina, thank you so much uh, for being on this podcast. You are now officially part of the Mindset family. We are so excited. Yay! We are so excited <laughs> for what's to come for you. We're in your corner. We support you with everything you're doing. Thank you so much yeah. for you know the practical advice you gave us as far as COVID. 
you know, this beast of a virus that we're all facing. Um, this podcast couldn't have come at a better time. But before we go, where can our, our listeners find you? Are you on LinkedIn? Are you on Instagram? Where, where can they find you if they have any questions? Maybe they can reach out as far as COVID or anything that they have any concerns. Where can they find you? Absolutely. So on, I am on LinkedIn. Um, it's under Tina Giacomino. And in, on Instagram, I'm Tina J218. And um, I'm at Baptist Health Home Care. And if you guys have any questions or if you're interested in finding out about Baptist Health Home Care or anything about Baptist Health, um, I'm always more than willing to help anyone. Um, you can call me at 786-596-3010. That's our office number. Um, and look us up on Google, right? Baptist Health Home Care. We're there. There we go. There we go. Thank you so much, Tina. We appreciate your time and we'll see you soon. We'll have you back soon at a later time. Okay, great. Sounds good, guys. Thank you so much and be safe. Thank you. Be safe. Wash okay. your hands, people. That's right. Wash your hands. <laughs>What's going on, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Mindset Podcast with our very good friend, Tina Jacomino. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share with your friends, family members, everyone that you know. We appreciate the support. And the winner of this week's giveaway is Monica Guzman. Monica Guzman, congratulations. You have won the Mindset Mug with two Mindset stickers. Make sure to reach out to us in the next 24 hours to claim your prize. Have a great week, everyone.